Good morning, good morning, and happy Sabbath. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God is so good as Thomas says, make a joyful shout unto the Lord, O ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. We just want to welcome you this morning to the tabernacle of praise. This is truly going to be a blessing. Those that are worshiping with us in St. Louis and those around the world, we extend a warm welcome to you this morning. God is truly going to bless you as a result. We want you just to wave at us, let us know that you're here. We want you to share your page, start a watch party, share this good news Wake somebody up, tell them it's time for church. Praise the Lord. You know, we live in some serious times. And I'm so glad that we serve a God who is sovereign, a God who has the affairs of this earth in his hands, and we can trust in him. It's prayer time right now. Truly, God is so good. And we just want to take a moment just to thank him for his love, his mercy, and his blessings. We just want to take a moment just to pray. Father God, Lord, we come right now. Realizing, Lord, that it is because of you that we are here, that we even have this format, that we are able to reach out and touch inside of our homes while yet touching outside. And so, Lord, we ask right now, right now, Lord, that you would take a hold of these venues, Lord, these technological programs, Lord, these computers, these phones, Lord. We ask, Father, that you will wipe away all the, the, uh, the discrepancies that the enemy is trying to throw our way. That, Lord, this message will go out all throughout and that none will be missed, Lord, because of the technology. We ask, Father God, Lord, that as we enter into this moment of worship, Father, that our hearts, our minds, Lord, will be satisfied through the speaking of of your word, that, Lord, be here to your call, and that, Lord, we will grow, that we will be able to testify to the goodness of how it was to be with you today. We ask, Lord, that as you move along the way, Lord, that you would touch souls, Lord, that are out there right now. Lord, direct them, Lord, to this page. Allow them, Lord, to hear a word from thee. We ask, Father God, for an additional portion for your Holy Spirit, Father, to fall fresh upon your manservant, Lord. We ask that you would cover him and speak to him in a way that has never been done before. We ask, Lord, that you would give him insight, Lord, to what he has to say, how to say it. We ask, Lord, that you would also bless those who will be opening up the word, that they will see through your word, truth, Lord, unchanging truth, Lord, truth that will guide them and lead them into the path of heaven. Father, we have those who are out there that have lost loved ones, Lord, particularly uh, a, a lay pastor of ours, Lord, Pastor Godding, we ask, Lord, that you'll be with his family, Lord, as he has went to rest, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you will cover him, cover his family, I'm sorry, Lord, cover uh, everything that they're going through right now. And give them comfort, Father. We ask, Lord, that you will also, Lord, continue to be with uh, other members who have lost family members, Lord. 
We ask, Lord, as we continue to deal with this fight, this COVID, Lord, that you would touch those, Lord, who are suffering uh, from the ailments of its, its, its hand being upon them. And then, Father, we ask, Lord, that you would just continue to be with uh, our leaders of this world, Lord. Lord, we know that you set up, and right now, Lord, we know that we are in the midst of uh, a uh, time of election. And so, Father, we are asking, Lord, that your hand will be stayed upon us, Lord, that the right individuals will be put into the right places for the right time, Lord, as such as, as never before. We ask, Lord, that you would also continue to be with um, all of our, 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 our lost ones. Touch them, Lord, and ignite something within them, Lord, to have them to come back. And then, Father, we want to ask a special prayer, Lord, a special prayer, Lord, for the born babies, Lord, that have come into this world, Lord. Lord, this is a hard time for children to be born, but yet they are still coming. We ask that your hand would cover them and keep them, Lord. And as we studied in our lesson, Lord, that parents will be more in tune with teaching them about who you are and who, 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 how to love, Lord. We just thank you, Father, for all that you continue to bless this worship by Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, church family. On this beautiful, happy Sabbath day, this is Elder Carroll just reminding you to be faithful stewards of God in terms of your time, your talent, your temple, and your treasure. You know, in the book of Malachi 4, the Lord says to bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith, he says, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much that you cannot even receive it all. So God is telling us, test me, try me, be faithful and honest and see what I will do for you. So much that you won't even have enough room to keep it all. You'll be forced to share it. So just want to remind you, continue to be faithful in terms of time and tithe and offering. We want to thank you for being faithful and honest in tithe and offering. And remember, you can return your tithe and offering through the cash app at dollar sign T-O-P giving. You can also return your faithful tithe and offering through adventistgiving.org, or you can mail it into our treasurer. Continue to be faithful to God. He has promised to continue to be faithful to you. Thank you, and have a blessed Sabbath day. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Elder Carol, for that stewardship nugget. We're just so excited this morning. The pastor is eagerly anticipating bringing a powerful word this morning, and as he had the excitement of holding his grandson for the first time, I know there's just love and joy in his heart right now. And we just want you to prepare your hearts for the word this morning. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you this morning through this powerful word by a pastor. And so after our special music, it will be given to us by Sister Beverly Stewart singing that beautiful song, More Than Enough. The next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, Jonathan Fields. Hear ye him. More than enough.
Amen. Amen. Sorry about that. I had my phone on mute. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you. Happy Sabbath, everyone. It is indeed a blessing and an honor to be in God's house just one more time, to be in the presence of an awesome king. He is truly um, an amazing God, and we thank him for what he has done, what he's doing, and what he is about to do in the lives of his people. I am truly um, elated at the fact that God has chosen us to be a part of this awesome Sabbath experience to my top family. Praise God to you. Um, thank you for those that have received phone calls. I've been reaching out to members in this pandemic times. It's a difficult time, a very challenging time, but at the same time, you know, God is still on the throne and, um, and we just give him praise, honor, and glory um, for just being our God and our Savior. I just want to encourage you to continue to fight the good fight of faith. Um, don't give out. Don't give up. Um, again, God is truly amazing, and we want you to hold on. Um, we want to just um, share just a real quick um, special prayer uh, request, and uh, thank you for your prayers. Those have been praying for the family of Pastor Godin, as it was mentioned in our prayer today. Uh, Pastor Godin, who um, one of our uh, pastors in the Central States Conference um, passed a, um, a week ago, um, and um, we just want to lift his family up in prayer and ask that you will continue to pray for him. Uh, but there is a special uh, plea uh, for those that want to give um, that we ask that you would do so. Um, if you want to give a love offering to his family, um, his wife passed um, a few years ago, leave behind uh, four beautiful daughters. Um, and so we just want to just continue to support the family, love on the family. And for those that are able and willing to support the family, we just ask if you can return a love offering to our Tabernacle of Praise and we'll make sure that they get to the um, conference and get into the hands of the family. Um, you can just earmark that giving, um, Pastor Godin. Pastor Godin, we thank you so much for that. Um, again, there are some talk, there are some things that we are putting in place. So we ask you as a church family to be encouraged, to stay faithful um, as we are looking to um, try to see how we can get this thing back together, uh, coming together as a family. So keep us in prayer. 
keep us lifted up as we have that conversation. Now, I don't know about you. Um, this has been a um, not so much as a trying week. Normally, I come and say this has been one rough week. Um, but I don't know about you, but this has been a pretty pleasant week for me, to be honest with you. Um, God has truly showed up and showed out. Um, uh, being able to um, spend time with my daughter, my grandson, my family. Um, and I just thank God for traveling mercies, for keeping us in the midst um, of this of these pandemic times. He just really showed up and showed out my top family. I praise God for you. Amen. Continually lifting you up in prayer and just praising God for your love and your support for um, towards our family, uh, my family, and I, we really extend a hearty love. Thank you uh, for all that you do. Um, without any further delay, we do want to get into the word. I believe there is a word from the Lord, um, and, I wanted, and I want to share that word with you today. So if you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me to the book of John, uh, the book of John chapter 20. Um, amen. There are a few verses that we want to read to you today. Um, again, that's John um, chapter 20, and we want to read verses 11 through 18. Amen. Um, it's right here on your screen. The Bible simply says here in the book of John chapter 20, um, beginning with verse 11. But Mary stood outside um, by the tomb. Uh, she stood outside by the tomb. Or, and as she wept, um, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting one or at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had laid. Amen. Then they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she had said this, she turned and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Why are you seeking? Uh, uh, whom are you seeking? She supposing that he was the gardener. She said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabbi, or Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and go into my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he has spoken these things to her. Today, I want to just talk to you real briefly on the topic or the subject, the blessing in believing, the blessing in believing. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father, our Savior, our God, again, we thank you so much um, for this privilege and this opportunity that you have given us to come before you. Um, as always, it is indeed an honor to open up our mouths and to bless your holy name, for you truly are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so as we enter into thy word today, we ask your Holy Spirit to be upon us, 
speak to us with clarity, with understanding. Um, into your hands, I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The blessing and the believing. Very powerful story here that we just read in this passage of the book of John. As I've always shared, the book of John is one of uh, my favorite books in the Bible, along with Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, you know where I'm going. But the book of John seemed to lay out some pictures of Jesus Christ unlike any other gospel book. Uh, Mary Magdalene, um, you see the picture there of her uh, being at the tomb. But if I could just bag up briefly, and just go to a couple of nights before leading up to that moment in the, at the tomb. Jesus is now being led down the street after being accused of blasphemy and accused of uh, 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 demonic uses and, 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 and accused of lying and accused of cheating and accused of so many different things. He's now being prosecuted and convicted as a criminal. He's being led down the street, can you see him? He's being spat upon, can you see him? He's being kicked, he's being beaten, he's being yelled at, he's being screamed at, can you hear it, can you see him? He's bleeding all over the place, he's being talked about, and to add insult to injury, his mother who bore him is on the sideline watching helplessly as her baby boy is being executed by a mob. Not only that, but you can see his disciples and those that have believed in his ministry, those that have followed him, those that have broke bread with him, those that understood somewhat of his plight, those that are there that followed him for some three and a half years right there with him are standing by like the mother of Jesus, helpless, but nothing to say. And you would have thought that after spending this amount of time with the master, this amount of time with the one who was able to calm waves, the one that was able to speak to oceans and they obey, the one that was the one that was able to speak to a dead man and he come alive again, the one that is able to show himself like no other, you would have thought that somebody would have stood up to his aid and said, how can you treat this innocent man? this way. But to our, our reading of the text and understanding how the story goes, that was not the case. They stood by watching helplessly. Jesus is now laying on the cross. He's now been crucified. They nailed him to the cross. They, they've um, hung the thorn of, 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 of a crown on his head. They hung him high. They had for the world to see the uh, 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 humiliated, shamed, uh, uh, disgraced. And, 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 and no one there uh, thought enough to say this is wrong. But at the same time, they're standing there, they're watching, they're looking, they're seeing this. Jesus is on the cross. Jesus is now taking, and took his last breath. He has now laid his head to the side. He has now breathed his last. Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name, he dies. The disciples are 
in a place right now, Mary, Martha, and, and, and all the rest, they're in a place right now. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to understand it. They're trying to piece it together. This man whom we love, this man whom we've walked with, this man whom we've shared time with, this man whom we have woke up with in the early mornings in prayer with, with house visitations with, uh, this man who's done nothing but good, how is it that now he is gone? He's no longer with us. Jesus is now taken off the cross. And, 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 and there was a plea. There was a plea. Uh, uh, give us his body so that we can properly lay him to rest. Because the Sabbath is now approaching. And it's a disgrace to leave a body on the cross during the Sabbath hours. And so they took him off the cross. They laid him in a tomb. Not just any tomb. But the story goes, it was a borrowed tomb. Why was it barred? Because he knew that he would be giving it back in about three days. And they am in the tomb. And, 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 and you will think that out of all the ministry, all through ministry, the whole time that Jesus spent with them, you would have thought that somebody somewhere along the way would have said, fear not. Because Jesus has reminded us and repeatedly told us that, 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 that he will come back again. And in three days, it would be resurrected. You would have thought that somebody along the way would have had a, 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 a revelation that this right here was something that our master told us had to happen, something that had to take place. And that if we just hold on just a little while longer, he that shall come will come in about three days. But no one felt the urge, no one thought. And so uh, they lay him in the tomb and they, and, they, and they go to their different places in a displaced mentality. Uh, I can't understand what just happened. My world has now been crushed. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a situation where everything was going great, everything was going good, and then all of a sudden, out of, out of the clear blue, your world has been turned upside down? Have you ever been there? The disciples, the, his leaders, and the, the, the teachers, and all of those. And, 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 and if I can just pause right there for a minute, because on the other side of the track, you have the enemy who was gloating, the enemy who was walking as proud as a peacock, if you will, the enemy who feel like at this point he have won the battle. Now, his disciples. In a this area at a place now because now they're feeling as though uh, 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 they are next. Surely, if they came after Jesus because of his belief, because of what he has been teaching, surely we've been teaching the same thing and we believe the same thing. Surely they're gonna come after us next. But oh, oh, how we find ourselves at times in this place of disillusion, if you will, thinking one thing, but the reality is they did not have the disciples on their mind. They, the enemy felt as though he had accomplished his objective, and that was to get rid of Jesus. Now, three days later, 
early Mary now she it, 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 it finally clicks it finally comes the, the, the light finally comes on uh, but to her the surprise when she arrives at the tomb she was expecting to see Jesus but she did not see Jesus but two angels one sitting at the head and one sitting at the foot she was expecting, but she was expecting the wrong thing. And so she arrives at the tomb and she sees that the tomb is empty of her Jesus, but filled with these angels who are just sitting in the tomb. Now get me now. Because as she began to ask the question, as she began to conversate, Jesus shows up and Jesus asks her, who are you looking for? Now, I love Jesus because Jesus could have just showed up and said, ta-da, here I am. I told you I was coming back. But he shows up and he asks the question, who are you looking for? As if. Jesus didn't know uh, the reason for Mary being there that early in the morning. And so she engages in a conversation with Jesus, whom she believed to be the gardener. Now, I took a pause right there because I kind of wonder why would she think that Jesus, uh, uh, think that, that she was talking or speaking to a gardener? Why? A gardener. Uh, uh, why not? Uh, 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 why not a lawyer or one of the one of the uh, one of his disciples? Or why a gardener? Why would she think that she is speaking to a gardener? Well, I, I I praise God for that because it just goes to let you know how Jesus uh, uh, shows up in this manner. How he shows up uh, in the garden, and Mary thinks that he is a gardener. Oh, yeah, when you look at the text, when you look at it, Jesus uh, laid down his life for us. And just a few days prior to that, we find Jesus yet in another garden uh, where he's praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, Jesus loves gardens. Uh, we can go all the way back to Eden, to the beginning uh, of Genesis, one of my favorite books. Uh, and we find Jesus, our God, preparing a garden. And now we see Jesus, uh, uh, this gardener, if you will, uh, uh, standing in, uh, in this tomb. And Mary turns and sees Jesus, not knowing it was Jesus, until Jesus calls her by name. You know, if I can just put a pause right there, because there are a lot of uh, individuals out here um, that Jesus know by name. Uh, 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 there are individuals out here, my brothers and sisters, that we may not know and we may not understand and we may see them and we may see them in another light. We may see them in a, in a, on another platform. But guess what? Jesus knows their name. Jesus know your name. Now, I don't know what you're experiencing right now, what you're going through, but if I can just share with you right here, right now, that Jesus knows your name. So as Jesus begins to show himself uh, to Mary and began to reveal himself to Mary, and now Mary gets the picture. She realizes now that she is talking to Jesus. How do I know? Because she responds to him by calling him Rabboni. 
which means teacher. My teacher. Now, I love the fact that Jesus showed up in that manner to Mary in the garden. Uh, uh, the garden, the resurrection, uh, the new beginning. Uh, see, see, see. That's what a gardener does. A gardener, a gardener deals with life. A, a, a gardener, you know, as Jesus, as God in the garden, taking dirt, molding dirt, forming man, breathing life into man. Jesus shows up as a gardener in the garden, symbolizing he is the gardener of the resurrection. Oh yes. Jesus is the one uh, uh, that tends the field. Jesus is the one that tends our knees. Jesus is the one that cares for our innermost thoughts. Jesus is the one that see us in our nakedness. And yet he do not pass judgment on us. Jesus. I love the fact that Mary now comes to her senses. All that she has experienced, all that she had gone through, all the trials, all the tribulation, all the lessons are now coming into play. Now it's beginning to make sense. Now things are beginning to shape up. It's amazing how when we go through stuff, it doesn't make sense until we get out on the other side and we're able to look back. And now we're, we have that aha moment. Now we understand why God allowed the lights to get cut off. Now I understand why God had allowed these trials to show up. Now I understand just a little bit better why God chose to not allow me to get that job. While God blocked the, uh, uh, that decision, why God put a put a put a wedge between that situation. I understand now. Now that I'm on the other side, I can look back and see how now it all makes sense that God would have to die so that I can have life. There is no greater love than the love of Jesus Christ. There is no greater reward than following him to the end. The blessing and uh, believing, uh, Mary now understands the blessing and believing. She understands now that all that she went through, all those ups and down moments in her life, she now realizes, Jesus, it is you. To the point to where now her obedience goes up a notch. Oh, yes. There was no question. There was no question after Jesus simply calls her name. I need you to follow me on this because Jesus simply calls her name. It's in the text. He simply says, Mary. And the Bible says she understood. She turned and she said, Rabboni. Jesus said, I need you to go to my disciples. I need you to let them know that I am here. But before he tells her that, he says, do not touch me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. Very important part right there. Because see, oftentimes we believe that once we die, we go immediately to heaven. And the truth of the matter is, once you're dead, you're dead. You cease to think anything. You're not 
floating around in the cosmos. You're not visiting um, other loved ones. Mama is not in heaven looking down on you, as I always said before, and I feel I must say it again. I will continue to say it, uh, uh, that I, there are some things that I have done in my life. There are some places that I have gone in my life that I did not want Mama to see while I was alive, surely, or while she was alive, or while she is alive, should I say. Surely, if Mama was in her grave or if she was deceased, I would not want mama in heaven looking down on me. If there are some things that I'm, I have done in my life while mama is alive that I don't want her to see. Jesus says, I have not ascended to the father. Now this is three days after his death. This is three days after he was crucified and Jesus had not ascended to the father yet. My brothers and sisters, Jesus understands us better than we understand ourselves. And, he, and all through this passage, Jesus is just laying some, laying some clips down on us. I need you to go and tell my disciples that I have risen. Notice what I said earlier. Her faith and her belief went up a notch. The Bible says she went and she told them everything. And not only that, but Jesus said, I need you to go and let them know that I am here, that I'm going to see my God, my father and your father, my God and your God. Jesus did not hold anyone, any grudges over anyone for the crucifix, for his crucifixion. And I am so thankful that God paved the way, that Jesus laid the foundation. I'm so thankful that Jesus thought enough of us to just come back just a little while. Now, he didn't come back just one time. He came back on numerous times just to encourage, just to let the disciples know that I have not forgotten about you. And my brothers and sisters, if I can just share this message with you right now, if I can just encourage you right now, that there is a blessing in, the, in believing in the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ, that there is a blessing in trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a blessing in believing that he is able to handle and cover all of your circumstances because what he said he will do, guess what, my brothers and sisters, he will do just that. What he said he will accomplish, he will accomplish it. We don't need to second guess him. We don't need to take a rain check. We don't need to wonder if all we have to do is simply believe you know i remember a while back my friend of mine i was had a real bad toothache and i'm laying on the couch and i'm in this pain and i'm praying uh, uh father just take it away just you know 11 30 at night there was no dentist open i could have went to the er but at that age i didn't have medical so uh, I, I laid there and all i knew to do was pray and, and i felt like i was giving it my all i prayed i i called on his name i did everything i knew to do and and and, and my friend came from the back room and he looked at me in that state and i was tears in my eyes i'm crying and he said oh ye of little faith and I'm going to be honest with you, at that point, I could have just took him in my hands and just held on to him a little while. Given it all that I have, and you may be that individual that someone may have said something to you that just sent you in a world spin. You've given it your all. You've, 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 you've tried this. You've tried that. But mama, I just want to just let you know today, have you tried Jesus? 
the blessing in believing in the Lord Jesus Christ is that, yes, you may have to go through some things. You may have to experience some things, but the blessing in believing is coming out on the other side. Because there are some things that I'm going to be honest with you that we just have to go through. There are some things that we're going to have to experience. I hope you hear me now. Uh, uh, there are some things that you're going to have to take up on. There are some things that you're going to have to deal with. There are some things I know you want to push it aside. I know you want to hide it under the rug. I know you want to just push it in the back of your mind. But the truth of the matter is there are some things that you're going to have to experience in order to understand the blessing and believing coming out on the other side. It's not always gravy. It's not always, it's not always smooth as we would like for it to be. It's not always a-okay. Let me, let me explain something to you. Even Jesus' ministry, even in his ministry, there were times when he had to slide away because the, the, because the situation got so intense. There were some times where Jesus had to sneak away and find a solitude place to be with just he and his father because it got so intense. And it happens. But the truth of the matter is when you hang in there, when you hold on, when you don't let your faith diminish, when you trust him, even when you can't trace him, uh, uh, the truth of the matter is there's a blessing on the other side. There's a blessing on the other side. You know, we, we, we live in a microwave age. We want everything right here. We want everything right now. We want everything to just go smooth. And, you know, and the truth of the matter, we are, you know, and that's normal. But the reality is life isn't smooth. Life isn't smooth. As much as we like for it to be, it's not smooth. But let me encourage you with this. It's a very simple message. Very simple message, very clear cut message. Have you believed? Have you believed? Jesus is always standing there. Jesus is always watching and waiting for you to come to him. He says in his word, come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He goes on to say that in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. My brothers and sisters, Jesus has gone to prepare this place for us. And he said, if I go to prepare this place, he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Now, I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, the blessing for me and believing and the fact that Jesus is able to do all these things. He died, he came back, and he assured Mary. He said, go tell my disciples there was no malice. He's not holding any grudges. He said, because I want you to know that I'm going to see my father and your father and my God and your God. That's right. You are my brothers. He said, go and tell my brethren. Let them know. Don't weep anymore. Let them know. Don't cry anymore. Let them know. Dry your weeping eyes because I am here. And I'm so glad. I'm so thankful that God is here. I'm so thankful that God has not left us to fight this fight by ourselves. But he's standing by and he's here and he's watching and he sees everything. And there are some things, like I said a moment ago, that God have to allow to unfold. This is my time. Let me let me just share this with you and I'm going to get out of here. 
a while back, I'm reminded of, of my life and, and I'm, always, I'm always thinking about uh, 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 how God brought me in and, and how I did not want to be in, but, but yet God never gave up. The blessing in believing for me is that even though I did not want this, God knew what was best for me. And even though those moments when I felt like I was all alone and that God did not understand, he said, I will never leave you nor will I forsake you. The truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, there are some things that we all will go through. Some things that we all will experience on different levels, different places, and different times. But at the end of the day, God said, all these things will work together for the good of them who love me and who are called according to my purpose. Everything that we experience, everything that we go through is to draw us closer to God. He woke us up this morning so that we can be drawn closer to him. He provides you with food on your table to draw you closer to him. He allows your lights to come on when you flick the switch so that you will be drawn closer to him. He allows you to inhale and exhale so you can be drawn closer to him. He allows sickness to plague your body so you can be drawn closer to him. He allows your finances to struggle so that you can be drawn closer to him. He allows your children to hit magnum cum laude so you can be drawn closer to him. And he also has your children, uh, allow your children to uh, graduate. Thank you, Lord, so that you can be drawn closer to him. God allowed things to happen no matter what level, no matter what platform, no matter how high, how low, no matter where you are, but all things work together for the good of them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. These things happen so that we can be drawn closer to him. The blessing in believing, my brothers and sisters, don't give up on God because he will never give up on you. Our Lord and our Savior, our Father, we are so thankful yet again for this privilege and this opportunity that you have given us. As always, Father, when we gather, when we come, when we come to you, we come with the understanding that you are Lord and you are King. Without you, Father, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. We ask you, oh God, for those that are under the sound of my voice that are hearing your word, oh God. Maybe they're hearing it for the very first time. We ask that you will guide them to your truth and lead them, Father God, to people that, would, that, that, that they will be able to be drawn closer to you. We ask you this, oh God, because if you don't do it, it can't get done. There may be somebody who may have a relationship with you this morning, oh God, who have a solid connection with you, but their faith and their belief is just a little shaky right now. They need to know, Father, that it is you in that tomb. We ask that you would touch them. We thank you so much for this Sabbath time together. Forgive us again of our sins, oh God, we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and happy Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for that powerful message, Pastor. Blessing and believing. Oh, that was such an encouragement to me. I can know whatever God allows me to go through. God is right there with me. Blessing and believe. The blessing is in the believing and trusting in God's word because God loves us with an everlasting love. And the final reward is that he wants to save us and into his eternal kingdom. So we just got to believe in him, believe on him, and just believe him. Thank you, Pastor, for that powerful message. And saints, 
uh, we just want to encourage you just to uh, hang on in there. Uh, this Sabbath, our, our youth, we want to continue to pray for our youth. Uh, Sister Gabrielle uh, Fowler Johnson is going to be teaching our youth. They're going to have a special class today out in Creve Corps Park at 2 o'clock today. And then at 2.30, our training for disciple class, which will be given to us by Elder Lee Carroll, studying out of the book, Last Day Events, Chapter 19, Christ Return. That will be at 2.30 today. And as always, we want to encourage you to tune in every Wednesday for our power hour and prayer service. Much prayer, much power. We need power today in these last days to keep us believing in Christ, our only hope of salvation. So without any further ado, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace forevermore. Amen.